precise thing uh, that it speaks to is the aspect that um, if you want to be an office bearer in a specific political party, there has been a tendency, I suppose, in recent years for people to raise very large sums of money at times and, and any amount of money for that matter to campaign to, to get an office inside a political party. It doesn't matter the level, whether it's a local level, provincial level, or national level. Now, the, code, the Constitutional Court um, is saying to us as South Africans that anybody who is basically involved in a political campaign inside a political party uh, should disclose any type of funding that they get uh, that assists them with their campaign. So it is increasing the transparency around people who invest in the election of specific candidates to the offices inside the political party. So under the current code, President Ramaphosa, I beg your pardon, was not legally obligated to disclose the donations that he received for internal party elections then. So what does this judgment now mean for all the matters around Ramaphosa's campaign for the ANC presidency in 2017? Is it retrospective? Yes, they've said that it must not be retrospective because there are people who complied with the code as it was then. And the specific, uh, you know, cover under which those monies would have been received was that if you could show that these monies um, were received but you did not get any, any personal benefit and your family members did not get a personal benefit out of the monies received, then you did not disclose, have to disclose that. So the accession to office, if you then campaign and get elected, uh, that, in a sense, could be said to be the campaign was funded, but you were not funded. So it was quite a tricky uh, arrangement, but Ramaphosa is going to get away with it. Is this likely to deter or put off many potential donors, especially those who don't want scrutiny regarding their business activities for donating money to politicians and political parties? Yes. Uh, what it now does is that uh, if your your name appears on the list of donors who funded any political candidate, then the journalists and other people who are interested in such matters, for that whole duration or term of office, uh, they will be looking to see whether the people who have donated to any candidate are starting to get tenders or get policies that favor them and other concessions from the ruling class. So certainly, if you like to donate secretly and get benefits uh, from the state secretly, uh, you are going to be deterred from making any donations to candidates and their campaigns. How is this case likely to have a bearing on donations, especially for the African National Congress? Because we know they're in financial trouble leading up to the December elective conference. I think that what has happened, I, theoretically, let's put it that way, theoretically, um, there's a window, a 12 months, there, there would have been a 12 months window, let's put it that way, mm. to continue as we were. 
Uh, however, uh, since these matters and the scrutiny came out since the 2017 election and the CR17 um, controversy um, and other related issues right through to the Zondo Commission and so on, people have been reluctant to be associated with the funding of the ANC. Uh, it has been clear that uh, the funding of the ANC is linked to winning tenders, uh, uh, funding of candidates of the ANC is linked to winning state tenders and re-channeling funds into the ANC from those tenders, etc., etc. So it's a circuit of, 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 of uh, corruption. Now, that has uh, in many ways dried up, and, and, and there is no a way that it can be resuscitated. So the ANC has got to find a new way and credible and lawful way of operating funds.